welcome back to episode 105, I think I want to say 105, the loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. My name is Sorante Asterios. What do you think of my Luke, my new Luke? You look really fucking cool. Uh, for people who aren't watching the video version, Sorante is wearing a electric pink e-girl wig, and she's also got on sparkly eye makeup that I know for a fact. It's from the Animal Crossing collection. Wrong. It's from the Sailor Moon collection. I have not cracked that bad boy open, but I will be doing so this weekend. Oh my God. I look fucking terrible, guys. I'm trying, I'm calling this look Trisha Paytas before she got chubby, but after she started doing drugs. There's a non chubby Trisha Paytas? <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's a, a slimmer one. Yes. I only know current Trisha, pa- currently. Fierce and fabulous Trisha Paytas. And fluffy who, Trisha Paytas. Who, uh, who should apologize to no one for looking so empowering. Unpopular opinion. I fucking love Trisha Paytas. I love her so much. She makes, oh, she has OnlyFans. And tell me this is the most brilliant thing ever. First of all, she's big on YouTube, right? She's got like 4 million subscribers. But you can't put links to your OnlyFans on YouTube, obviously. So she bought the donate, domain name Only Trish. And so when you click on the link to OnlyTrish.com, it automatically redirects you to her OnlyFans. Pretty smart, Trisha. Second of all, she just bought a house, right? She bought a house and she was like, oh, I'm doing a big house tour. And then on her OnlyFans, she does the exact same tour, just completely naked. So she, wait, she (laughs) writes the script once. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Genius. That's absolutely brilliant. Yes. Oh man, she's she's smart. She's the smartest human being on the face of the planet. No, everybody thinks she's a dumb, stupid bimbo, but she's great. I love her. Okay, and just for boomers out there who may not know who the hell you're talking about, who just real quick, who's Trisha Paytas? Um, Trisha Paytas is a woman who was born in California, moved to Illinois, moved to California, moved to Illinois again, and then moved back to California, where she will pursue her career as a YouTube channel star. Originally, her YouTube channel was devoted to uh, director of Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But then it became like a lifestyle beauty channel. She amassed a very large amount of followers, and she's probably best known for her little histrionic freakouts she has every so often. I think she's fucking funny. She also was on a wide variety of television shows, ranging from Nathan for You to Ellen, the Ellen Show. Okay, which makes me think she's kind of in on the joke. She's funny. I think she's funny. I thought she was. A porn star. She also does porn. Okay. Look, I don't know if they should, but usually people mention that early in <laughs> someone's bio. I mean, but that was a later endeavor. Like she has an OnlyFans, but I don't think she did porn before OnlyFans. Okay. She mm-hmm. was an escort and she does talk a lot in her YouTube videos how she used to, and I quote, suck dick on Santa Monica Boulevard for five dollars. End quote. That is not me making fun of her. She literally said that. Wow, okay. Wow, the rich history of Trisha Paytas. I only know her. Oh, all right, I finally saw who H3H3 was, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> and I don't understand. I don't know if there was like some kind of golden era of this guy where he was entertaining. But what I've seen, he just looks like a depressed alcoholic dad arguing with a porn star on a show called Frenemies where they seem to be engineering conflict, but they also seem to be really mad at each other. I mean, Trisha carries that show. How, how? What percentage of the fights they get in are real? Who could possibly say? I genuinely thought, because I made a stereo sit down and watch that one histrionic freakout Trisha had over... Ethan said something like, don't mention my wife, Ela on the podcast. And she like just flips out. It's like, why is Ela too good to be talked about on the Friday's podcast? You talked about my relationship with Moses, blah, 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 blah. And Ethan's like, that's her fucking brother, though, Trisha, because Trisha is was dating, is now engaged to Ethan's wife, Hila. Mm-hmm. So she was like, what the fuck? You guys talked about me and Moses' relationship all done this podcast, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, yeah, because uh, you're on the show. And he's like, so why can't I talk about Hila? And then they, she got in this big argument with him and stormed out. And I genuinely thought that was going to be like the end of like, okay, I guess Frenemies is over now. <laughs> Wait, did they just do another episode the next week? No, they took a break off for a they month. They took a break. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Okay, they took a break for a month, which lends credence to it either being real or very well orchestrated. I mean, if it was orchestrated, it was orchestrated extremely well because then uh, Ethan goes on uh, his H3H3 podcast. I think it's called H3H3 After Dark. He has like a million podcasts. 
and starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, Trisha, blah, blah, blah. Trisha texted me afterwards. Uh, and then I don't remember what exactly he said that pissed Trisha off. But then Trisha makes this video in her car just screaming about, I'm fucking done with Ethan. He's so fucking fake, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then she makes an, another subsequent video apologizing for her last video. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Mom, this is, this is feeling more real. What was H3H3? What, this is all I know about H3H3. One time, he made a video, but it was a video to promote an app, and people got furious. And that was the first I ever heard of H3H3. Everyone on Twitter being like, I thought he was back. I thought he was back. And I'm just like, what the? Why are you guys mad that this, this guy made an app? You guys seem really pissed off about this guy's app and content cadence. And then I saw him arguing with a porn star, and then all of a sudden, a, P a Pizza Hut was delivered, like a very clearly planned Pizza Hut promotional spot, it, which I love. Yeah, I the fucking Trisha storms out screaming and crying, and then uh, her boyfriend shows up, and Ethan's like, the pizza's here. Yeah, everybody's on everything. It's like literally like that meme of Donald Glover walking in with the <laughs> pizza box, and everything's on fire. Yeah, and he's like, thanks to Pizza Hut for sponsoring this episode, and he's just like... Had a human, and now this girl's out vlogging and crying in the car in his parking lot. All right, but so what is H3H3 real quick? Honestly, I don't really know. I'm more of a Trisha Paytas stan. Okay. But what I have seen of Ethan's content has been they did an episode with Dr. Drew after they got in their previous histrionic argument. They were like, well, let's call Dr. Drew on to like guide us through like couples counseling. <laughs> And he had a video where it was like, have you ever seen the subreddit Instagram versus reality? Yes. I mean, it was one of those like late 2010s videos about like, yo, I'm going to read posts off Reddit and make fun of them. And one of the posts was like Trisha Paytas. It was like before and after surgery or something. And he was like making fun of Trisha Paytas. Obviously, this was before their podcast started. And mm -hmm. Trisha's like, that really hurt my feelings. So I assume his content is all just like, I'm going to read some Reddit posts. <laughs> oh, H okay. H3H3 is doing that. I'm sorry. For a second, I thought Dr. Drew was ripping on people's Reddit posts. And I was like, Drew Pinsky making fun of Trisha Paytas? I'm like, how, what, what, how bored is this guy? No, they had Drew on uh, the Frenemies podcast to try to guide uh, Ethan, H3H3, and Trisha through their little spat. Okay. So H3H3 was a guy who made content out of Reddit posts. Okay. I guess so. That I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Kind of tells me everything I need to know about the guy. Like, um, all right. Well, this is all a... This is all like a very roundabout way of saying it. you look very nice in the wig and in the Sailor Moon makeup. Now, the Sailor Moon makeup you're wearing, this is like some sort of rare Japanese import that I hear like young women murder each other to get in Japan? No, not in Japan. It's not Japanese. It's from ColourPop, okay. which is a brand of very affordable makeup products. Okay. That everybody kind of likes them because their shit is not not cheap, but it's affordable. It's okay. Affo it's reasonably priced. Sure. And every so often they'll do collaborations and they're famous for doing the Kardashian shit where like they stock it, but they intentionally understock it. So the second it goes online, like everybody swarms that shit. The most recent mm -hmm. one was they did like, here's a whole line of Animal Crossing makeup and it sold out in like 15 fucking minutes or something. That's how I started hearing about this. Yeah. And Sriracha showed me some of the Animal Crossing makeup. This is the most adorable bullshit I've ever seen. Tom Nook and those two little child slaves he's got. <laughs> they're, they're making an eyeshadow palette. That dog everybody wants to fuck is making an eyeshadow palette. I love it. I love this stuff. Yeah, no, I was looking at myself in the mirror while I was getting ready for this podcast and I, I, like, I want to like try out a couple new looks just in general because my style is so boring. And I was doing my hair and my makeup and I was feeling like hot shit. So I took a picture of myself and I sent it to like my little girls group chat that I'm in. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm thinking about wearing this for my podcast night. Universally, they were all like, girl, don't do it. <laughs> my personal favorite, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, my personal favorite comment is I said, why is it really that bad? And one of my friends said, you look like you just got off your job at the dick sucking factory. <laughs> to go snort meth at the strip club. Okay. But can I tell you how how I think they mean that? Girl, you look like you just got off your shift at the dick-sucking factory. 
to go snort meth at a strip club. <laughs> the dick sucking factory. I think you look very pretty. I like the makeup. I like the wig. It's like there's a whole new sriracha here. I think they're just jealous of how cute you look. Thank you. All right. Unfortunately, uh, some of today's topics are not as cute as you look. Sriracha was like, I have three Nathan Masry things to show you. Fuck yeah, it's a Nathan Masry triple shot. You know when you go to a bar and you want to get fucked up, you say like, give me a double vodka and they pour two shots of vodka in your soda. This is a triple vodka, illegal in every state. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Nathan Masry triple shot. I have so much Nathan Masry content. Originally, I just had a double, Asterios. I just had a double and then he puts out some batshit insane Scooby-Doo Eats content on Instagram today. I was like, okay, we got to hop on this. Hype me up. <laughs> Look, the thing I liked about Garfield Eats, I realized, was the Garfield part. I loved hearing about, like, Garfield-shaped pizza, Odie Chinos, and John's Secret Sauce. Now that he's moved on to Scooby-Doo... I just kind of hate this guy. And so the idea that Sriracha like wants to show me three things of his kind of bother. It's making like a bunch of stomach acid. I'm starting to feel like I do when it's time to start recording Chris Reed, which, by the way, we recorded an episode of last night, a brand new episode mm-hmm. of it should be out very soon. Uh, dedication to Bob Chandler. R.I.P. Bob Chandler. Yes. Yeah, Sriracha was like, this is the episode where Bob dies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my so I'm not looking forward to here to see whatever the hell Nathan Masary is up to. Before we get to that, you <laughs> mind if we talk about just anime for just one second? Sure, absolutely. I'm always down for anime chatter. All right, cool. When me and Sriracha started hanging out with each other, the only anime I'd really seen was Speed Racer and Cowboy Bebop, and I thought they were both great. I've seen like hundreds of hours of anime since we've started hanging out. Do you remember that one night I was drunk as fuck and I made you sit down and watch the entirety of Himoto Umaru Chan? <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it though. <laughs> I thought it was great. And like, for some reason, I think I like Himoto Umaru Chan better than you do. Oh, I hate Himoto Umaru Chan. I fucking I hate it. That little girl is so cute. She's All she wants to do is eat potato chips and play video games till five in the morning. She doesn't want to do her homework or anything. And I'm like, yeah, neither do I. I'm 38 years old and I have to hide Katamari from myself <laughs> because I'm up all night trying to roll a big ball. Oh, Nishan, buy me game. No, Umaru, you got to eat your <laughs> broccoli and cauliflower. But oh, I want Cora. <laughs> Okay, it sounds like you're doing an impression of a YouTube video. Yeah, uh, I'll okay, you just that. making sure. Just making sure. So, Homoto Umaru Chan is a story of this little girl. Well, actually, she's like a high schooler. And when she's in high school, she's like Barbie. She's class president, best grades, best swimmer, best everything. But when she gets home, she's like a little otaku. And all she wants to do is play video games and eat chips and drink cola. And I love her. I identify with her so much. So we've watched hundreds of hours of anime. So I just showed me one of the best shows I've ever seen. Any kind of television show. Haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto? Oh, I love Sakamoto. That's probably in one of my top 10 animes I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just, it's so funny. It's so interesting. Could you, do you think you could explain the plot of it? Yeah, okay. So the plot of, it's a comedy. And it's about this gentleman named Sakamoto who is in high school. And his whole thing is like he is the best at everything. He scores above 100. He's like comically good at things. He's cool all the time. Like he'll go and he'll trip over a rock and then he'll front flip forward and land. And he looks super cool and everybody's like, wow. And the whole thing is uh, the joke is his classmates and even sometimes the teachers in the school are so like irritated with how perfect he is is that they try to fuck him up and they never can. He always escapes it in some like crazy or clever way. The entire opening sequence is him just doing very basic school chores like clapping erasers or sweeping up, <laughs> but he does it with so much style and grace. I'm like, God damn, I wish I could be you. I wish I could be you, Sakamoto. So it's like, I love that show. I love that. We just watched the OVA of Mob Psycho 100, where they, I, I think it came out a year ago, but where they all go on that little uh, winter vacation trip to like a little winter resort up in the mountains. Oh, that was funny as fuck. What, how did they solve getting out of the train? They have to walk backwards. What was it? How did they solve getting out? Yes, I think it was because 
It was, um, and I guess spoiler alert for the OVA, so just fast forward a minute. Um, but like, uh, it's based on a, an old Final Fantasy puzzle where like you just kept going through a ghost train over and over. And the only way out of the ghost train was to go backwards and forwards, like in a specific pattern. And like the, the characters are even like, oh, this is just like in Final Fantasy. <laughs> and I thought that was great. So Sarah just showed me a lot of good anime. Mm-hmm. She's also shown me one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, I can't wait to hear which one we're going to talk about. And it's called Domestic Girlfriend. Fuck yes! Oh my god, it's too late, so I can't scream. But imagine me just screeching with excitement into this microphone. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> down where the skies are so blue. Any particular reason you're singing Sweet Home Alabama? Okay, so Domestic Girlfriend is about... You're ready for the, a fucking wild ride. <laughs> 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 so there's a gentleman he's in uh, high school wants nothing more than to fuck the shit out of his teacher but his classmates are like you can't fuck your teacher she's your teacher they say she wouldn't date a student like that's like she's like she'd never date a student and i'm supposed to feel like bad for him or something that the teacher doesn't want to rape him but <laughs> this teacher is very flirty with him though and she I, is. I think there's a sequence early on where the teacher like playfully spanks him on the ass and is like get out of here you and i'm just like oh god damn and by the way his friends aren't like she would never fuck you she's a teacher they're like she would never fuck you you're not cool enough yeah exactly so it's like the implication is that you're supposed to feel bad for this kid for not getting raped but also if this kid was a little cooler he could get with this teacher which i do like yeah so alas his uh news at seven dreams have not come true so he goes out to a mixer which is just like when a group of girls and guys hang out and he meets a girl there she's kind of shy she's kind of awkward and long story one thing leads to another they end up fucking each other and she's like Get out of my room after the deed has been done. She's like, get out of my room. I just wanted to feel what Dick felt like. He was like, oh, rude, but okay. So he leaves. He comes home and his father announces that he is getting remarried. And surprise, our protagonist is now going to have two stepsisters. And surprise, one of them is the girl he fucked. And surprise, the other one is his teacher. And surprise, they're all going to live in the same house. And surprise, it's all happening tomorrow. Surprise. So now our protagonist lives with this like weird, quiet girl who he lost his virginity to and who's super hot. And this loud, gregarious, boisterous teacher who he wishes he could lose his virginity to and who's also super hot. Yeah. And she and the teacher is always drunk around the house in her panties and bra. And like the teacher's like very flirtatious with him, but it's like, ha ha ha, you're my brother. And I'm watching this and I'm just like, I think I feel sick. <laughs> you got this. what, two episodes in? We got two episodes in. And I was just like, this is fucked up even for anime. It seems like it's just an excuse for a guy to have fucked his sister. Because he was like, we didn't know we'd be sisters at the time. Yeah, huh? that's all it is. That's all it is. 100%. But then in the second episode, the girl's like, hey, I know we're brother and sister right now, but uh, I'm going to hang out naked in the tub. Why don't you <laughs> come in the bathroom and talk to me? It's Yeah, it's self-insert porn. It's You're supposed to be a teenage boy beating off in your room and think about what if my stepsister wanted to fuck me and also my sexy hard partying teacher. <laughs> And then at some point, they introduce the third girl because the opening credits have three different girls who want this totally average guy's dick. Look, if there was magical bullshit, I think it would be more believable than this show. I've seen TV shows, I've seen animes where they get sucked into computer games and they won't be able to escape until they reach the top floor. And that's more realistic than this domestic girlfriend show. These types of shows always have so much fucking corny teen drama, and it's so hard to watch, especially if you're not a teenager anymore. Even as a teenager, I was like, like, for example, uh, in another anime that I'm watching, there's a girl who's like literally willing to kill herself because her best friend is moving to another town to go to high school. It's like, bro, you can't 
have me taking this seriously. Like, come on. You've never felt feelings before? Teenagers feel feelings harder than the rest of us. I fucking guess I don't have that flood of hormones that would make this show interesting. But no, I'm not watching any more of Domestic Girlfriend. Yeah, I am amazed that you got further into Aromanga Sensei than you got into Domestic Girlfriend. Aromanga Sensei was just such an interesting train wreck that I wanted to see what the hell happened. Tell me more. Sure. No, I don't know. I think we might have talked about Aromanga Sensei on this show, but just in case, uh, it's a show where uh, a stepbrother, uh, a li- there's like a 14-year-old kid, and he writes erotic novels, Yep, which is weird, and I don't like it, but he's like a superstar teenage erotic fantasy novelist, and... He works with a woman who draws the uh, the the art for it. It's, I, in, they're called light novels in Japan, and what it means is just like ah, oh, there'll be some pictures every once in a while. It's not a manga. It's not a regular novel. It's uh, there's some like illustrations, and uh, he has no idea who his illustrationist is. But then one day he finds out that his illustrationist is actually his quiet, shut-in stepsister. <laughs> They want to fuck each other, right? The stepsister and stepbrother, oh, they dude, want to fuck each other. Yes, they are so down bad. And in like episode, I want to say six or something, the brother is even like, we can't fuck. We're brother and sister. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And then the sad music starts playing. And I'm like, no, no sad music. This is this is the end of the series, right? No, you're not supposed to fuck each other. You are brother and sister. So that's a little anime update of like the stuff we've watched and the stuff we're watching. You're also watching uh, that murder show that you're going to talk about with uh, Nico. Yeah, whenever we do the next Dark Side Jill, I really like to, to do a total, total complete spoiler of the new Higurashi because let me tell you, family, I'm, I'm going to try to make this comment as spoiler free as I can, but God fucking damn it. This show is going too long. It's going too long. And now we're at the good part because it's currently airing right now. Now, with two episodes left until the season is over, we're at the good part. And I'm sitting here and I can't think of anything else. But I sat through six fucking episodes of our main cast calling Child Protective Services (laughs) when I could be watching this. What's happening right now? Yeah, I, you would think it'd be more spooky ghosts and less government bureaucracy, but apparently there was like a long government bureaucracy arc in this spooky ghost show. Dude, there's a whole arc about how Child Protective Services won't come, and it's like not insignificant in length either. It's like a total of three hours of them just calling CPS over and over again. That's weird. That, that's weird. All right, well, speaking of weird, we'll be right back after this with some... Uh, unfortunately, Sriracha's got a triple shot of Nathan Masry talk. Well, yeah, drink along with us. On episode four of Jack. We're getting Jack! Jack! We're getting Jack! Thank you, .exe, for uh, welcoming us to this unusual place you have here. I don't know what that meant, but you are very welcome. Control-Alt-Delete. Huh? Here things make sense. You have something, you bet something, you win something, you lose something. Isn't that right, Roger? He's correct. That's, I mean, that's the casino life. Gloria, is that you? Hello, Tam. Do you know what's been happening? I've been framed. Everybody watching the games happening. Some of them are violent, but some of them, a lot of them aren't. There's a sack race at one point, just a sack race. So you're saying that people, if they use a certain tone, they might be saying the opposite of what they actually mean. Yes, that's exactly correct, actually. Oh, okay. And is that common in the um, in the boat world? One of you is going to get into that pit, and you're going to fight. Do you just not like people with money? Because if that's what this is about, then why are we wasting our time? Well, you're wasting your time, because otherwise I just kill everyone. We're getting jacked. Jacked, a cyberpunk RPG podcast. Listen to episode four at patreon.com slash Asterios. Welcome back to Loudest Podcast, Loudest Podcast on the internet. As promised, we have a triple shot of Nathan Masary news today. Uh, it was supposed to be a double shot, but then he posted whatever the fuck this is on his Instagram. So Nathan has this thing where he likes to just sit and ramble at the camera. And it's so interesting to watch him talk because it's just like stream of consciousness if you dropped 
James Joyce on the ground first, like head first on the ground. He got hit with that apple that killed or that Newton used to invent gravity. And he just talks about absolutely nothing. I have watched this video four, maybe five times today, and I still have no idea what he is saying. So Asterios, I would love for you to read the caption first and then play meddling supermarkets. Let's talk. All right, this is Nathan Masry's Instagram stories. Um, the thumbnail says, uh, Scooby-Doo Eats, coming March 2021. I think he wanted it to say, world's first virtual product launch. But it actually says, word's first virtual product launch. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a good way. That's this month. I'm so excited to learn what Scooby Eats is. Okay, well, actually, I found out a little bit about what Scooby Doo Eats oh, is. Oh, enlighten me, please. Okay, um, Scooby Doo Eats is uh, his new grocery store frozen food offering. Uh, you know, you go to the grocery store, you see ice cream, you see super pretzels. Ideally, you'll see Scooby-Doo hamburgers, Scooby-Doo hot dogs, and Scooby-Doo lasagna. Now, the first two, I actually am kind of impressed. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby love hamburgers and hot dogs. That's almost perfect for the kind of stuff that you should put in the freezer aisle. Something tells me that he's just kind of taking the Garfield's lasagna out of one packaging and putting it in Scooby-Doo packaging. You know... But I don't know, Scooby and Shaggy wouldn't hate lasagna. It's just, it's very hard to eat lasagna on the go. And they live a very on-the-go lifestyle. Like, they live in a van, they're running from ghosts. A hot dog, you can just kind of wolf down while you're running from a mummy. Lasagna, you're going to burn the roof of your mouth. You got you to gotta, you gotta find a fork. It, it's a little more difficult, but yeah. not impossible. Where's our scubachinos? <laughs> oh, my fucking this God. This blows my mind that he's doing it again. He's doing it again. He's doing it again. He licensed another cartoon character. He used, I assume, family money to license another cartoon character. And he's acting like such a big shot. Like, I looked up Nathan Masry on YouTube to find this video, and it said, like, Nathan Masry, world's youngest Garfield licensee. He really loves that title. Even though, first of all, bro, you're like 32. You can't use like the Wonderkind label after like 25. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't. No, abs no, absolutely not. And second, it's not hard to become a licensee. You just pay Garfield some money so you could put Garfield's face on a toothbrush. This isn't like a great honor. You just cut a check. This motherfucker wants to be Tim Ferriss so bad, and I have a feeling his parents never told him no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so it looks like there's a little caption here along with this. It says, let's talk. It saddens me we're going to lose an entire generation of our most creative entrepreneur food industry, especially due to venture capital gambling with an entire grocery industry. Oh, God. All right, this yeah, is word salad. <laughs> Can I just listen to this idiot? Yeah, go for it. So far, my experience with Scooby-Doo Eats have been so pleasant. Oh, okay. Oh, it good. fuels me with drive and passion and dedication to wake up every day to bring our farm-to-plate products, the good, the honest company to the world. Uh-huh. Well, starting with Canada. Pausing here, um, he looks terrifying. He sounds like he's fucking zanned out, doesn't he? He's wearing a Scooby-Doo apron. Scooby-Doo is behind him wearing a Scooby-Doo Eats hat, and he's holding a Scooby-Doo, but his face is cast entirely in shadow, so he looks like someone who kidnapped Scooby-Doo <laughs> and is like, I, I'm wearing a skin. I'm Nathan Masry. I'm Scooby-Doo now. I inhabit the do. I am proud to be the first, the world's youngest licensor of ISIS. <laughs> yeah, this, this is scary. But I've realized that we live in a world of corruption. Oh yeah, he is Zandad. So You're right. Far, he sounds like he's on Zans. Has requested us to pay. Tree of Life is like a agency for food, like they distribute it. Okay. Many supermarkets don't wanna introduce our products because it will compete with their private labeling brands, like President's Choice by Loblaws. For them, we're a threat. <laughs> for them. <laughs> The whole farm-to-plate core ideology is a threat. The way we've marketed it, worded it, communicated it, our alliances, all the hard work and creativity down the drain, little did they know 
that Scooby and I have solved that mystery. Welcome to the world of ScoobyDooEats.com. Online. <laughs> I'm pausing it here. <laughs> so basically what he's saying, I had to look this up and watch it like four times, is that Tree of Life, Tree of Life is a food distribution agency which mm-hmm. i i'm not 100 percent sure but it's like you know how if you're an actor you have an agent your agent will like call around and try to get you jobs your tree of life basically what they do is that for supermarkets like new food products in canada whatever apparently they were like oh you're gonna have to pay us a lot of money if you want us to retain you as a client because i don't know about this man <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about the shady world of getting your food in a supermarket freezer, but he uh, sounds like he thinks there's a conspiracy to keep shitty-tasting Scooby-Doo hot dogs and hamburgers out of grocers' freezers. Like, you know, it's possible they just don't want to carry your hot dogs and hamburgers, Nathan. I love how Nathan goes from—this is the political compass—he goes from commie with the landlord— <laughs> We'll kick him up and then to ANCAP when because on the episode of uh, what's it called? Love me, feed me, don't believe me. He's like, why do I have to pay your salary if you forget to seal up the brown sugar? But then it's like now, no, we need to redistribute the resources to everyone in the frozen food aisle. Nathan, that makes no fucking sense. Have you ever been to a grocery store? There are multiple brands of shaving cream, toothpaste. It doesn't matter if the store has its own brand of frozen hamburgers they carry multiple brands they just think your food sucks i don't know how things work in canada in, in america there's a shitload of frozen food space like there's multiple freezer aisles and i assume it's because the stuff never goes bad you can buy it once and keep it in there for like two fucking years it's frozen food it's garbage yeah if they don't want to carry your hot dogs and hamburgers i don't know that it's some sort of farm to plate conspiracy but i mean it sounds like he's cracked the mystery of how to sell products which is to sell products online which didn't seem like that difficult of a mystery to sell yeah which can i pitch my new idea sure for our next vacation can we rent a hotel room somewhere in canada and then order like order in scooby-doo eats to our hotel room Uh, I, i don't let's find out if they're doing home delivery you can now subscribe you can buy a one time purchase we take care of your freezer Every single week. I looked. You can't buy anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) So why is he talking about this? (laughs) Proceeds go back to the farmers, especially artisan farms in Ontario. Proudly made in Canada. Pronounced artisan, you fuck. See, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. distributors, they want us to wholesale it at much lower prices. Where we get nothing. I get nothing. Yeah, that's traditionally how wholesaling works, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, that's how, yeah, yeah, you sell a bunch of product to a grocery store at a wholesale rate, and they sell it at a retail rate. We're, me and Sriracha are both idiots, and we know that. Right. This is not a conspiracy. That's kind of how this works. (laughs) Farmers get nothing, close to nothing, and just for introducing this silly, silly catalog to a category manager that they drink with or they play golf with. They want their big margins just for an introduction. Oh, but they claim it's way more than that. There's filing. Well, filing. Garfield can do the filing. Oh, I can't say Garfield here. It's about Scooby. Odie is dumb and could do the filing. Also Garfield. (laughs) Filing. It does not entitle you for $4 a box as margins. Filing, they say. Well, they Generation X. The problem with Generation X? Hey. Millennials. Slow it. Don't shut up. Oh, we won't shut sure up. Sure fucking don't. Who the fuck You've is we, Kimosabe? You Instagram, ain't no millennial. Forget Facebook. <laughs> we live in an interconnected, interconnected society. We live in an era of mass information. Nathan, you don't have to use whatever service says we'll introduce you to these buyers. If you can find a way to get your product in front of the buyers of these Canadian grocery stores, you should go ahead and do it. How about you be intergaging? Like, why don't you find out who these people are, call them up, send them a mailer, send them a sampler? Like, yeah, you, you... 
Find a way to get your product in front of these people, Nathan. This I'm is- sure it's not against the law to just send, call them up and say, hey, I mean, if they don't want your shit, that's kind of a whole nother thing, right? Everything funnels back to the world. Every single leakage. Gross. You do it Disgusting. right. Disgusting. Maybe, maybe that will teach you to foster creative entrepreneurs, work the righteous way. And if it's good, it's good. <laughs> Simply put it on the shelf. From here, I have no clue what good. he's talking about. It's not about margins. But the problem is, and here's the big problem. Mm-hmm. Big problem. You got to pay someone under the table. Do you? Do you? Well, let me tell you something. Why? <laughs> For what? Nathan Mazur don't work that way. We're going solo. I am proud to announce Intergage 3PL. I'll be distributing, delivering, overnight, and same on-ground service. That's for Ontario. Our own licensed brands and products, especially Scooby-Doo Eats, right to your door. The hell with all of you. The grocery stores didn't break up with me. I broke up with the grocery stores. Fuck the grocery stores. I'm going to sell my hot dogs and hamburgers to people directly. It's like, you know you could do both? You could do both. Feasibly, you could do both. Hell, heck, you could sell the food on the internet at a lower price, perhaps, than the retail price to draw customers so you could take back some of that margins from the dirty landlords, I mean, grocery stores. Yeah, you could also open up your own storefront called Scooby-Doo Eats, maybe, maybe on Bloor Street, and sell your hot dogs and hamburgers. Like, you got to get the word out about your product. Now, luckily, the loudest podcast is just doing a great job yeah this is the best advertisement i feel like he's gonna get is this podcast this time around because i feel like the the hype around it has died i don't know if we are we are the number one source for nathan masry news at this point i don't know if strange odds is gonna care about this yeah i'm not sure either like you know what if i'll tell if you work in a canadian grocery store and you can get garfield eats in front of whoever your stores or regional product buyer is you gotta cut us in for 10 percent. oh yeah cut us in for dirty, dirty $4 margins. Yeah, we want to get paid under the table. Yeah. Nathan Masry may not work th- that way, but the loudest pockets oh, do. We do. We do take money. If you, no matter who you are, we will take your money. Uh, please, Asterios, when you get your second COVID vaccine, please, can we go to Ontario? Please. I promise. I've wanted to go back to Canada for so goddamn long. I want that Canadian weed. I love those Canadian grocery stores. And I'm coming up on my annual... Dumb Springer. I love that word. Did you just come up with that? No, I came up with it last year, but it's the, there's a week every year where I can smoke weed and drink. And as of right now, we're going to Ontario. We're going to eat Scooby-Doo eats and I'm going to die of food poisoning. Fuck yeah. Oh my god, last year's dump spring, it was so fun. Remember when you ordered, you got so high, you ordered three milkshakes? Yeah, that was that was great. I ordered a chocolate milkshake, then I ordered a vanilla milkshake. And then from a third vendor, I ordered a chocolate and a vanilla milkshake, so I could mix it up and make it black and white. <laughs> and you were like, are you okay? Are you going to die? And I was like, I've never been better. It's dumb spring, huh? <laughs> Our way. Our intergaging way. Our intergaging way. The right way. The right way. The good way. The good way. <laughs> The honest way. The honest way. <laughs> Nowadays, people can go on their phone, in the palm of their hands, click a button, and Scooby-Doo Eats will be right at your door. Ruby, Ruby, Roo. Ruby, Ruby, Roo. That's not that's, what he says, t- right? That's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> Those are the last words you hear before a guy dressed up in Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo skin strangles you to death. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby, Roo. But it's not only about the fans. See, it starts with the super fans. But then it's like a pyramid where the fans are on top and then it funnels to the mass worldwide audience. Yeah, that's how you build a pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Start start at the the top. top. Yeah. (laughs) Trickle down (laughs) Garfanomics. Or I guess Scoobonomics. It's not as fun. It's all the same bullshit. Now, finally, we will disrupt the frozen food aisle online finally and hey if you don't see a scooby-doo eats product in your grocery store i have a feeling you won't complain what the hell with them maybe they'll come back and say 
we want you. And then maybe I'll charge them a listing fee. Yeah, that's usually how it works, right? A company calls you up and says, I want to order your product. And you say, okay, I'll sell it to you, but I'm going to make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> yeah, usually when someone wants to give you money, you're like, oh, hold the phone. I'm going to charge you a fee just for talking to me. Hello? Oh, no, they hung up. <laughs> I'm homeless now. But Nathan... Don't act like a fucking big shot. If Canadian Aldi called you up, you'd fucking show them your entire <laughs> to get these hamburgers and hot dogs in their goddamn grocer's freezer aisle. One of the things that I don't want to say pisses me off, but just fascinates me about Nathan is like the idea that he is so obsessed with himself that he thinks he has fans. Yes. Like there are unironic Nathan Masary fans out here. Because you, you listeners, if you remember, he came onto our show and admitted that he bought his Instagram following. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He did admit that. It, like he's, I'm not remembering that incorrectly, no, right? He yeah, said he did, he did that. Yes, he did. But like, it's so bizarre. It reminds me of when I worked at Whack Donald's. <laughs> there was this guy there that would just like tell these stories that were just so obviously not true. Like he used to be in the military. He's like, yeah, no, I was in Iraq and one day I had to kill 30 people with my bare hands. It's like, yeah, sure, Trayvon, I'm sure you did do that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else you can say like when you're dealing with someone who is just like a fabulous. You're just like, yeah, no, I'm sure you met a girl on the beach and you, you had sex. I'm sure, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Nathan, I'm sure you have 170,000 fans and everybody's clamoring at their freezers to get Scooby-Doo eats. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. All right, well, uh, all right, well, that's that looks like it's about it for this weird Instagram video of a zanned-out man complaining about grocery store wholesaling policies i like how he's like finally we're gonna disrupt the freezer aisle like i every time i go to the grocery store i'm like damn it this freezer aisle is so congested so stodgy and old school if only someone had fresh new ideas also you're not disrupting the frozen food grocery store chain of evil uh you're selling frozen foods that are being delivered on a truck. Frozen food gets delivered on trucks to people every day. You could order a bunch of frozen groceries from Amazon right now, and it would just get sent to your house, probably in, like, a much better, safer <laughs> package than the ones Nathan uses. I can't believe we put a box of T-shirts in our freezer. No, I mean, you, a serious word. We can use these facts and logic and reason all we want, but we're talking to a guy who thinks, like, the most brilliant... He is the first to come up with the brilliant marketing pan of putting a cartoon character's face on something and that will sell it yeah i know he's like this is the oh I, he's been tweeting on week where he's like this is the world's first virtual product launch that's not at all true is that even a thing what is a virtual product launch virtual products get launched all the fucking time what do you think a video game launch is like most video game launches don't happen at a babbage's or an electronics <laughs> boutique they're launched virtually one day the, the video game studio just tweets, hey, our product is out. That's, there you go. Product launch. I don't know, we, got a, we got a bunch of guys on Twitch to talk about it. Boom, product launch. That makeup that you bought was was likely launched virtually because of COVID-19. Yeah, that's how, the, I mean, I, it really is weird that they launched Squarespace, a completely online product outside. <laughs> New York Convention Con, that was weird. Yeah, if only more people would do what Nathan Masry is doing. All right. I know you said that you wanted to show me three Nathan Masry videos today. Yeah. But we, unfortunately, we're running out of time. We talked... We talked too much about anime this week. No, god damn it. Anime ruins my life in one more way. <laughs> Classic us. But um, this next video is called, like, what, 50 Questions with Nathan Masry? Yeah, and he's trying to do, it's more, it's an extension of Nathan's God Complex or Celebrity Complex again. And then we're also, you promised you'd finish watching Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me with me. I don't want to. Well, I'm sorry you shouldn't have said that then. I shouldn't have said that, and it's my fault. It is your fault. All week, Sarah has been walking around the house singing, Love me, feed me, don't leave me. When you're hungry or alone, Garfield eats app on your phone. So download Garfield eats app today. Somebody, if you guys are in the comments and you play him in a metal band, can you like remix that, please? And send we it in. need to text Wang oh my the God. moment this is done, and we'll be like, Wang. We will cut you an unreasonably small check for how big a celebrity you are to make a thrash metal Garfield version. <laughs> um, all right, hey, we will be right back with voicemails right after this. 
five bad movies. We live in a world where people can be turned into owls, apparently. Apparently. I know this is shocking. Three role-playing gamers. So he whips out a Bunsen burner, lights it up, and uses it like a torch to torch the ghosts. He's gonna torch ghosts. We're torching ghosts. Holy shit. One bizarre podcast. Should we try to dissuade these gentlemen or just go straight to murder? We do the old murder talk. I murder some, talk to others. I want to give you a token for reading Ass Magazine the whole time he was digging. Oh, thank you. I think that's very in character. Oh, much appreciated. No, I hate magic. I hate magicians. I've had a big fear of magicians ever since I was a kid. Okay, I've, great. Hey, what? kids, who wants to see a magician? <laughs> Subscribe to Worst Movies Ever Played wherever you get your podcasts. Burn, I got a loaded gun and a Ralph's back here. Oh, God! What's an owl doing with a loaded gun and a hand grenade. Welcome back to the third segment of Loudest Podcast, Loudest Podcast on the internet. We will not be finishing our Nathan Feast today, our Scooby-Doo Eats journey into the Garfield belly. But what we do have is your voicemails. Asterios, read us that voicemail number. Uh, and that voicemail number, of course, is 848-863-5343. Or you can always just attach a voice note, email to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Um, oh my God! This first voicemail is called "Everybody Loves Ninety Day Fiance." Yeah, Asterios, you boomer fuck! <laughs> you and Tarantia have to start making a ninety day fiance themed podcast where you just review each episode. Wow! I would absolutely eat that up. I'm thirty years old. I'm definitely not a boomer, but I'm just fucking riveted by the way you guys pitch it. <laughs> I want to hear Sriracha talk about these train wreck ass people. I want to hear you react to it, and I think it would be much better than that poor chatter shit she tried to pitch last How time. fucking dare you? Wait a minute. <laughs> poor chatter slander. That was not called for. It'll be a cash cow. I'll be really happy about it. Yo, I am so impressed by 90 Day Fiance. Like... The, I, I worked in reality TV for a long time. Actually, my like very first job out of college working for reality TV shows. I worked for a show on Lifetime. I worked for like a reality TV show about like rodeos. I've worked for reality TV shows about trucks, about gamblers, about dating, about everything. Like every kind of reality TV show I worked on. 90 Fiance has the best producers I've ever seen. They find train wrecks. And they put them on TV every every week for two hours. And it's like, you know, we're used to seeing train wrecks in reality TV. Not like this. Oh, they no. Find the, they are so good at finding even crazier than you'd expect people. It's nuts. It's so fucking nuts. Like, there's some kind of rule in psychology experiments. Like, you can't make people do something that they're not wouldn't normally do. Like, you can't say, we need 20 smokers because then they think people might start smoking to get in the subway. And God damn it, if you sat me down and told me about these, I would be like, no, these aren't real people. These are people that you've induced to play characters. But no, apparently, it, according to everything that I've read, it is real. It's edited, sure, but it's real. And these people are really nuts. What should we call it? 90 day. Um, 90 day fuck ups. <laughs> yeah. 90 day train wrecks. Uh, 90. It's got to start with an F. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like 90 day failures. I will right, we'll come up with a name. Yeah. But I'm glad. Thank you for calling. Uh, listeners, if you ever really like something we're doing, you got to tell us because otherwise we might forget and stop doing it. We'll forget and we'll just talk about Nathan Mazars. <laughs> yeah, just tweet at us. Oh, and this next word is called More Wrestling Blunters. You'll like this one. Hey, sir. It's Ace Rancher. Hey. Crotch Man, also known as Ace Ultra Chris, trying to. Oh. Slowly introduce my new name. I like Crotchman. Uh, I like Crotchman. had a great segment last week about some weird ass wrestling characters, and I thought wrestling on non wrestling podcasts didn't do well, but nope, you guys did freaking awesome. Thank Anyways, you. I just wanted to say my personal favorite uh, bad gimmick, Hirohito. Now, do you know anything about this I guy? No. Played by, I know he was played by someone actually genuinely talented. I want to say it was someone from New Japan Pro Wrestling, like a multiple-time world champion over there. Mm -hmm. But then when he gets to America, the only gimmick that they had for him was um, Hirohito, like Emperor Hirohito, <laughs> is now in someone else's body. He's possessing someone <gasps> else's body, and he's going to get revenge on America. You know, for the World War II thing. Uh, That's brilliant. <laughs> well, he did debut, still as a heel, 
just not a Hirohito because uh, that's a horrible idea. But it got to a point where they were actually advertising Hirohito on some of their shows. It never went through because, of course, it didn't. Thank God. But <laughs> there was a timeline where WWE had an imperialist uh, Japanese character. On their roster. Getting paid, hanging out in the locker room, <laughs> on the bus every week, on the private plane, getting flown from town to town. They're giving Emperor Hirohito a schedule, a run time. Hirohito, you have to be here at 10 a.m. for photos. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you this after the wrestling segment last week. Is there a Kami wrestler? Oh, yes, there is. And oh, he's really? fantastic. Yes. Um, his name is Sami Zayn. He is a Canadian communist wrestler. He dresses up like Che Guevara. He has a big beard. And he is like constantly ranting about like American imperialism and like how Americans think they're so great. How Americans are like invading every other country and are pushing every other country around. And everything Sami Zayn complains about America doing, <laughs> we did do. And we shouldn't be doing. But he says it in a really shit-eating way, so you just gotta boo him. Oh, damn it. That was my idea for a wrestling character, because everybody's into the Dami Kami mommies now. Mm -hmm. I was thinking I would be the first Soviet Union <laughs> relic female wrestler. You'd be great at that, goddammit. Wearing, like, Kami red lipstick, one of those cigarette holders, the beret, the whole deal. You'd be a great Dami Kami mommy wrestler. Yeah, I gotta have giant tits. That's what I want my thing to be because all the fan art that you see on the internet of the Kami mommies mm -hmm. like have gigantic tits. So I need to get giant implants. I've never, I, you know what? I thought this was something you were making up. <laughs> I didn't know that there's actually a Dami Kami mommy fetish. Oh yes, there is. It's like it's like you've never even been to r slash political compass porn. I have not. <laughs> Well, uh, I am gonna tell I am gonna tell Sriracha about more dumbass. Re they're called wrestling gimmicks, like a wrestling character. Yeah, that's like your gimmick. Like in the future, I'm gonna tell you about like the hunchback wrestlers, about Vince McMahon's hobo army. There, wrestling is just like 125 years of bad ideas. I love it so much. Neat. Uh, I hope you've loved this uh, week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Again, if you ever want to leave us a voicemail, you call 848-863-5343. Or you send an email, attach it as a voice note to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. you find us on Twitter. If you're in our Patreon Discord, you hit us up there. I'm there all the time playing that highly addictive anime waifu game. And I'm never there, because most of the time I wish you guys were dead. <laughs> That's exactly right. We'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye.